What it is, what is up, what is good, gamers? This is Shonuff71. Your auditory canals are locked into episode 103 of the Gaming Vessels podcast. As usual, I'm not in the digital studio alone. Along with me are my partners in crime. We got Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the high-res hater. Yep. Yep. Low-res Dez. Low-res Dez here. Yep. That's the moniker <laughs> they gave me. That's the case that they gave me. <laughs> What's yeah. going on, brother? Uh, nothing much. Just, just, just wallowing in that hate, 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 hate. <laughs> yeah, because I'm always getting on Joe about he can't, you know, his his delicate eyes can't do anything that's not high res because he can't see. You know, he's getting old, so he needs that high res. No, um, the exact opposite. <laughs> I, I could see very, very much, and therefore, um, yeah. I'm I'm yeah. a little bit more critical than yeah. low res Des over here yeah. playing the switch on the pot. So <laughs> yeah, so. So that's the that that's the name they gave me now. You know, uh, high res hater, the high res hater. I think I'm gonna get that tattooed. Res hater, bring back, bring back Atari. Low res, low res for life. Twenty six hundred. Twenty six. It'll, it'll be it'll be it'll be low five for life. Twenty six hundred in like old English. <laughs> And of course, our show is a no-go without Trader Joe, a.k.a. the Food Max of Gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar. What's going on, man? Buddy, not much, man. Uh, I'm just like, uh, even though I'm the um, high-resolution snob, uh, (laughs) I wound up canceling my Series X pre-order. Say it isn't so! I ain't a about to say it. <laughs> say it isn't so. It isn't so. No. No, I, I just, uh, spending 550 because I pre-ordered this thing at Costco with an extra controller. It's just... Uh, Uncle Phil's gonna... counting on you. Uncle Phil can go count on other people. It's going to sell <laughs> out. So uh, I am not going to buy this console now because of the fact that I just, but you were the chosen one. I ain't chosen anything. Stop interrupting me, low res hater. <laughs> you were the high res hater. High res hater, low res des. Yes. <laughs> you were the chosen one. I am not no chosen one, sir. <laughs> no, nah, I just uh, didn't didn't feel with the PlayStation Five launch within the same week. I know it's just gonna collect dust. So on there, and there's nothing saying anything bad with the Series X. The Fine-looking console, but uh, you know, even you talk about back compat, I am not losing one game access to anything by not buying it right now. So I'll continue the game on with my One X, and uh, you know, games pass it up on PC and see how things go uh, coming up in the next year or two uh, to see as far as uh, you know, once they get some exclusives rolling, um, you know, once they stop supporting the One X. I'll kind of have to figure out from there as far as which route I'm going to go or continue on the PC 1X route if need be. I know, Kev, you're thinking about buying one, but I know you're not going to do it without like the the bee's knees like trade-in deals, right? 
yeah it, it to me it's not worth full price um so i, I would i'm i would have to and it would be i'd be trading in two consoles and possibly a cell phone uh to put towards it uh, might work i mean I know GameStop is supposed to have some Series S's and X's in tomorrow, and they are giving 200 bucks for a PS4 Pro, so and 200 bucks for a Series uh, for Xbox One X, so you can knock out 400 bucks right there, buddy. Yeah, but it's like it's like right now. <laughs> right now, it's like every every home. Oh, home, I know. Home home appliance and vehicle has said, oh, I'm not going to work. So <laughs> Don't forget about us. Of, yeah, a good chunk of my funny money. You, you talked been... about that last night, and then I wound up, I, my car wasn't, start, wasn't starting this morning. So, <laughs> and I got, finally got the start, got down to the shop. $650 later, I'm all good. So, thank you. <laughs> I, you know, me, me canceling that uh, Series X, um, you know, I, I just hope it didn't cause. <laughs> like, <laughs> It's like Uncle Phil's up in the clouds, you know, yeah. up in that Microsoft Azure cloud going, okay, you a hater? You a hater on <laughs> Xbox? <laughs> but nah, nah, I doubt it. Uncle Phil, a.k.a. Thor, the he, Thunder God, short he, now. He's not that powerful. If he, was, if he was that powerful, he, he would have made those vote counters, like, <laughs> sing the praises. That way, uh, Uncle Trump's now, like, you know. Oh wait, I'm probably yeah. offending some of our listeners. <laughs> yeah, let's not. No, let's not. Let's not go there. Mm. Okay, mm. I will. I will back back off. Back off the hot topic. Okay. Thank you. I really appreciate you. <laughs> okay, well, folks, we just want to remind you again that we have a contest going on right now. So. You have the we were going to have uh, three winners who three people will be lucky enough to win a standard edition uh, copy of a video game of their choice for the system or platform of their choice. And here are the rules of the contest: uh, retweet each episode of Gaming Vessels as they're released um, at up to 100 uh, episode 103. Follow us at Gaming Vessels on Twitter. Tag one friend, either when retweeting or in addition to the tweet. That is going to generate for you one entry into our contest. And the other way you can get in is you can join our Discord server. Leave a message in our episode 100 contest. Uh, 100, uh, one episode 100 <laughs> channel. And that will gain you two additional entries. So if you do the Twitter route, that'll get you one. And you can do the Discord route, and that'll get you two for a total of three entries into our giveaway. So three people uh, <clears throat> are going to are going to they're going to be we're going to be selecting three winners for this contest. And it's just our way of saying thank you for hanging out and sticking with us for a hundred hundred for our, our over now over 100 episodes and if you're new it's a quick it's a neat way to get you in and part of our little community that we're trying to grow over there on discord so that is our way of saying thank you so our first topic on the docket as always is going to be the playlist 
So, Dez, why don't we kick things off with you, man? What you been playing? Well, um, aside from playing the unboxing game, uh, because remember, I still, they're still relatively new in this house. Um, I've been sitting down playing uh, Torchlight 2. Torchlight 2 has been a really fun game. It's just, I don't know, it it it, it doesn't take itself very seriously. It's not like um, Diablo or, or any of the other kind of, you know, top-down um you know, hold button down, kill everything kind of games. Uh, but I've really been enjoying it. It's a really fun game. Um, I don't know why I prefer this one to three. I I don't know. I'm I'm thinking um, three three's you know an okay game and and I enjoy it. But there's something about two, you know, Torchlight two that really just makes it uh makes it more um enjoyable and i usually play that with joe we'll sit down and we'll you know wow i will play together and run through it i have an, i have a character that's further along you know but of course i love creating characters and i love playing different stats and love looking at different uh loadouts and builds um when i finally got a build that i like for for the ember mage that i'm playing with joe at a higher level but then i went back and wanted to try a different class and so so and Joe was like, okay, well I'll make a I'll make a you know a lower level character too. So we're kind of running through the same areas, but um, but it's been really fun, you know, playing with him and 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 playing different styles, uh, because we usually play different characters. Each of us plays a, a specifically different character, but but it's been fun, and I'm really thinking about other games in this genre to really kind of uh get into um and and newer versions or newer games to get in that kind of um kind of scratch that itch so uh but i have to say this was this is quickly becoming has quickly become one of my favorite genres um of of games to just kind of put on and relax so much so that sometimes joe falls asleep i, I think it's my somber voice or the gameplay, but no, no, it's something to where it just kind of e- eases down at the, especially that time of night on yeah. there, you know, no, right. a, you know, so, you know, I'm ready to yeah. go to bed. I'm ready to go to bed. I need to go to bed, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. But we're sitting there. Okay. Let's go one more dungeon. Okay. Let, let's go. And then we'll, and then we just, it's, it's fun because it's one of those things where you can just kind of put it on and you can play it when you get in, you get into a certain rhythm. And so, cause we're talking, you know, um, sometimes it'll just me, Joe, or Kevin will be there, and we'll just, we're just talking, you know, talking shit, or just, you know, just talking about, you know, life in general, and, and, and it's kind of one of those things that it doesn't require so much of your, of your focus, like, you can, like, sometimes, you know, shit will get heated, and you gotta kind of, like, pay attention, but for the most part, it's not too, it's not too tough, and you can actually just kind of, like, have a conversation while you're playing this game, and it's, it's really good. Like it, it's it's a real good stress reliever. Um, definitely for me, as as my life has been really kind of, uh, kind of busy. I know last week was bananas. You know, with everything going on and and um, you know, so it's really good just to kind of put this on, and um, and just kind of zone out. Um, I have unpacked all my other games, so I'm sitting. They're sitting on the shelf now in my in in the game room. So they're all. They're all sitting, and so now I'm kind of thinking about what other game that I do that I that I want to start. I got um, Sakura of Rice and Ruin. I I bought that, and that should be coming in on Tuesday. Um, I got the Collector's Edition. Hell yeah! I cannot wait to play that game as it's a side-scrolling beat 'em up slash farm. 
elements to it. I was thinking about, you know, I probably will, will play that and, and we'll give a brief review uh, in my play on my playlist for next week. Uh, Joe and I saw that game at um, at uh, um, thanks at PAX. Um, yeah, not, not this year, but last year we saw yeah. it. Yeah. And and it was I saw Joe play it and it just looked it just looks beautiful. You might want to check it out, Kev. It's a it's a side scrolling kind of you know you play like a harvest goddess and you gotta plant you gotta plant stuff. So you might not be too keen about the about the 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 kind of planting stuff and planting the rice, but but the actual action gameplay looks fantastic. So it has a uh, Kevin uh, Muramasa and or Vanillaware aspects to the yeah. uh, gameplay. So so it's. Like it, it looks like it's gonna be damn good. So, so I'm really like ready for it. Like I'm, I'm here for it. I want to check it out. So, um, so yeah, we'll see. But that's really the only game that I've been playing. Um, and I know I'm probably gonna have more as, as I kind of ease back into playing games as, as the house things kind of settle down and this whole thing settles down with like life and everything. I'll probably end up start playing a few more games. But other than that, that's really all I've been playing. So, uh, Kev, what have you been playing? I've only been playing a couple of different games. Um, first up, Alien Nation. Uh, for whatever reason, that game has captured the lion's share of my attention. And I'm kind of grinding my way through the story. And, it, it you know, it's a twin-stick shooter, and I like those. And collecting loot and hoping to get good rolls each time you head out on a mission so you can kill more aliens i was about to say bugs but you're 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 killing aliens but most they kind of them look, look like buggies yeah they most look bit. like bugs most of them look like bugs so <laughs> i guess that's a fair point so i'm playing a lot of that second i have made additional progress i am now back at the ashina uh compound where all the enemies that i would that were trying to kill me before are now asking for my help because they're being attacked by another group of enemies so it's uh it's 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 interesting because now the regular dudes of this new group of uh of ninja and samurai that are coming after well me i guess um they're they're interesting like uh there's this one ninja that uses two short swords so his attack patterns are kind of staggered they're quick but they're kind of staggered so Pairing him, you have to I have to get I'm trying to get I have to get used to that new attack pattern that, that that character does. And then there's another dude who is a katana user, but he's got a ninja dog with him. So he'll blow a whistle, and as he's fighting you, the ninja dog will come out of nowhere and, <laughs> and try to gaffle you from behind. So uh new group of enemies i'm sure then i'm sure there's going to be more coming but still having a crap ton of fun with Sekido. it's still hella hard but you know i knew what i knew what it was when i signed up for it because i like that kind of action game and i've been playing a lot of titan attack and that is a um it is a space invaders clone not really a clone. Well, yeah, kind of, sort of. But what's interesting about Titan Attack is that it's actually more than a an homage to Space Invaders. It's actually an homage to games like Galaga and Galaxian as well because of, I'm actually on the last level. And 
the attack patterns of the enemies have switched from the traditional or variations of the traditional space invaders moving from left to right or from from right to left i can't remember i can because sometimes they move from left to right sometimes they move from right to left now it is like there was one level when i was on the moon that was it was just straight up galaga galaga flight patterns of the enemies it was just like a complete like frame for frame almost so so i thought that was pretty nice but yeah i mean uh titan attack is a neat little game um you mod your turret you can add uh additional weapons to it and uh shields and uh extra extra ammo or where you can shoot more than the standard one shot uh at a time and it's it's it, it's a neat it's a neat little game uh, also been running a little bit of uh man eater which is kind of which has kind of been my main game for a while but um, I'm trying to kill this killer whale that is just whoop, whooping up on me. Um, so <laughs> I got to figure out figure out what I'm doing wrong with that. I think I've got him figured out. He, his attack patterns are kind of funky, and it's when he's weak, he's always he's always vulnerable when he's too far away. So you have to time your dodges in such a way that you'll by the time he's recoup recuperating for your attack for your counter attack uh i just have to make sure that he's close enough so that it's not because by, by the time i swim over to where he's at where he's at you know he's ready to bite and gouge me and you know smack me around with his tail so my shark is i've got half bone a half bone shark half bioelectrical so I've got a good, I've got a nice, nice defense. I might go in all bone though, because I get a, I get a defensive bonus and I've got an increased attack percentage with the all bone set. So it makes my shark look like, a, uh, like it's got, you know, like, uh, what is it? Like, uh, these bone shards growing out of its back and, it almost looks like a like a cross between a a dragon and a shark when you've got the full <laughs> when you've got the full kit on. So that game is still crazy and and ridiculous as ever, but I'm having fun with that. And that's pretty much been it uh, for my gaming this week. So Trader Joe, what you been up to, man? Um, basically, Desmond talked about Torchlight Two, and that's pretty much been the lion's share of my gaming this week and uh, pretty much have been playing it with him both multiplayer and then when i'm off uh or playing by myself if need be um, i'm kind of running uh, my particular uh character uh on there i think what uh, what am i running des you're running a, a outlander and a engineer is your newest is your newest one the low right. yeah i know the en- engineer on the second one yeah i, I kind of want to try a berserker too on there so uh, only other game i've been playing besides torchlight 2 um i actually fired up and checked out crash bandicoot 4 today on there and i was actually pretty surprised uh, the game is pretty well produced you know um one thing they did add to the crash formula a little bit is that there is a kind of a circular shadow underneath crash so you have a better idea as far as uh the um 
3D jumping if need be, uh, as far as even in the 2D side scrolling sections, you're able to see it. So it's like it's uh, kind of gives you an idea where you're going to land on there. So, and what I've played so far, it just it seems uh, very good. It almost reminds me of a uh, Donkey Kong Country kind of thing because of the fact that, you know, you are. You know, doing a lot of side scrolling, of course, and you got your typical crash bandicoot levels where you're going in, you know, perspective from behind where you're like going into the level and then obviously being chased and like, you know, when crash bandicoot one back in the day, um, having to like run forward as well on there. And so I like the fact too that uh, there's a lot of uh, score chasing in here, a lot of time trials that are built into the game. On there, I'm right at the beginning section of the game, but still, it's just it looks good. Graphically, I'm pretty impressed. I know it's only uh, running at the 1080p, but uh, it has all the bells and whistles I would ever want in a platformer of this type on here. So I'm I'm going to keep playing it because it is a rental from the county library, and so you know, county libraries comes through, so I could check out some new games without having to put to put my cash dollar dollar down on there so but uh i'll be talking about this game more as the weeks kind of go up i still need to get back to yoshi's crafted world too because it's another library joint uh that i am currently borrowing at the moment on there so and obviously this week uh um des talked about sakuna and i got quite a few titles coming in and i have also have a new console coming in playstation 5 will be here on thursday so We'll have some impressions next week on the show. So, did you get Sakuna of Rice and Ruin? Yeah, no, I, oh, cool. I pre-ordered that months ago. Yeah, cool. I wasn't sure. Um, I, did you get the deluxe or did you get the regular one? Uh, I got the deluxe. It's yeah. so crazy though, because the the regular one is only like forty or forty dollars or something. Yeah. And then the deluxe is like a regular price for like a regular price game. I was like, the value, bucks, yeah, yeah. I was like, the value was crazy. I was so excited. I was like, yes, of course. Like, why wouldn't I get the good one or the big one? Yeah, I was. Well, Xe does a pretty good job. I mean, with all their limited editions, you know, on there. So I gotta kind of give it up. Like, yeah, give it up for them for actually getting a uh, limited edition out that's not strictly on their website and or their store that is available at most retailers just in case you want to grab it they've been pretty good about getting their limited editions out to a wider release i know some of the nis america stuff uh especially you'd have to go on their website you know have it shipped so on and so forth and you know and their collector's editions can be up to like 100 bucks on there i know the atelier ryza 2 limited edition sold out quickly on the NIS America website. So on that, that that's coming out, Des, if you haven't realized, in uh, late January uh, 2021. So what again? Uh, Atelier Riza 2. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah. I still got a, I got, I got the first one. So I was like, yeah, but so now I got to get that second one. I don't know if I'm going to get the, the super, super greatest mode version no, of it. But no, I'm not I'll getting the super greatest. Yeah, just to give you guys a heads up, uh, Target, uh, once this episode's out, it still will be going on, but they have a buy two, get one free, and it does work on some pre-orders. So uh, I happened to grab what Atlayer Riza 2, uh, Guilty Gear, I forgot the subtitle of the new one, and uh, what's the other game? There's another third game. Obviously, it was quite noteworthy because I forgot <laughs> what it was, but uh, 
the target buy two get one free is working on some of the um, uh, pre-orders on there. So, so let me see what it is. Oh yeah, um, I got a, a copy of Balan Wonderworld, which I'm super stoked to play yeah. as well. Yeah, I want to play that too. Yeah. So and it's Guilty Gear Strive. That's on there. See, all all three of those games, even though they're the PS4 games, will get, be getting PS5 upgrades for free. So, fantastic. Yeah, but uh, we'll talk about Black Friday a little bit more. Maybe not this episode. Maybe next episode. We'll kind of we're inching into that part of the um, gaming season per se. So, but that's all I've been playing. All right. Well, our next topic on our docket is going to be the main event. And Des, you brought up you brought up another topic for our listeners to to, to uh, send feedback on. So I'm gonna pass the mic over to you, brother. Alrighty. So again, love these main events, and I first want to say thank you for everyone who responded to our main event questions. Uh, we got a we got a lot, and and it was a lot of good conversation, especially on our Discord. So if you're not a part of our Discord, please join. Uh, contact information and join information will be uh, listed at the end of the episode. So please, if you're not part of the Gaming Vessels uh, Discord, please think of, uh, think about joining. It's, it's a lot of lot of conversation, a lot of fun. So the question was, if you dabble in free-to-play games, which ones are your favorites and why? Uh, with the recent success of Genshin Impact and continued success of Warframe, we want to know what you have been playing in this space and if you have spent any cash. So first, uh, we got uh, uh, Searching Fire. Uh, Jason um, on Twitter responded, uh, Warframe is my main. They are always uh, inno- innovating and adding new content often. They also keep improving the graphics. I have bought several things to help support the developers since they do such a great job with the game. Um, Double F, uh, or our our good friend Fred French, uh, t- uh, 2017 on Twitter says, Fortnite, man, I just can't stop playing it. I've been tempted to buy some skins, but I just can't spend that money on a skin. I feel you, buddy. I know a lot of people don't like Fortnite, but I think they're doing a good job at keeping play- uh, people playing and coming back for more. Um, So, yeah, I... I it's funny, especially when you speak of Fortnite. I played it when it was the original Fortnite. A lot of people don't know that Fortnite was like a base building and wave based kind of horde horde based uh game when it first came out before it completely switched over and became a, a battle royale tile title. And I remember playing that, uh playing that and asking Kev and, and Joe if they were gonna play it, and they were like, nah, not gonna think that nah, probably not. And and it was going to be a free-to-play title back then, you know, with skins and stuff, and you'd set up traps and build stuff, and and you'd get waves of monsters. But that's all like in the past. And and when it kind of you know went the way of of uh, um, PUBG and all of them, I I for some reason I I just couldn't get into into that and and the whole arena-based shooters and stuff. I just can't. I don't know. I just can't uh, get into it. Um, and I know that Joe and I you know, play Warframe with Jason uh, quite a bit. Um, and I guess, again, he speaks a really uh, really well about how um, people are adding content. And, and I think that's one of the things that that people have to kind of find either either the player base or, or the, or the um, creators have to find a way to kind of hook 
people and and bring them in and keep giving them uh, new experiences because people are doing these things for experiences you know and and playing with their friends as well and and you know some people are score chasers some people are leaderboard chasers and they want that that feeling you know and people just love that kind of pvp stuff that fortnite gives them yeah. um yeah you know, my, my, yeah as far as warframe warframe's excellent but you got to kind of consider that they've built that game up years and years yeah i mean digital extremes i mean they at the beginning of the gen decided that this was going to be their game and they kind of worked up from that game on there i know you know i think their previous games you know their prior history i mean i know me and kev enjoyed dark sector quite a bit at the beginning of last gen on there and then they went on to do you know stuff for you know 2k they helped develop the darkness too but then they started to you know want to do their own thing and warframe has been in place since 2013 and so it's like you know we'll talk about more in news as far as their plans for next gen but uh, they built this on from the ground up and you got to kind of uh, give them kudos because you know after playing what i played of warframe and literally it's almost like a uh um I put it almost up there with what Bungie did with Destiny, and that's that's the highest of the highest. Yeah, that's pretty high praise, in my opinion. Yeah, and as far as any battle royales, I know Kev will probably <laughs> chime in, but I have not tried Fortnite, and I'm not going to try Fortnite. It's not in my bag on there. I've been wanting to. I kind of curious about PUBG, but I think the one game we dabbled in was H1Z1 on the ps4 i know yeah. I, I think you played that for like i think a couple rounds <laughs> des and Stunned. so but i you know back when that initially was released for playstation 4 i was playing that for a minute it was something just to doink around with but it wasn't everything where i took it like seriously or anything like that and the same thing with uh apex legends i mean if i was going to go back to play a battle royale i think that would probably be the one because uh, there's enough meat on that particular game, especially with the you know, 3v3 teams on there, even though I, I, Apex Legends. Really? I couldn't get into it. I don't know what was that. I don't know what it was, but I just could not get into it. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I've been meaning to go back to it. I know they're on their like, uh, seventh or eighth season right now on there. I know they have some planned upgrades for next gen, so it's something where... You know, I'll have to take a look to see and see what's going on with Apex. Uh, if any of you guys out there are playing any Battle Royals, let us know. I mean, let us know if there's any unheralded games out there that were not out in the mainstream, per se. I mean, PUBG, I know, is the one that started the whole uh, thing off, but Fortnite kind of took the ball and ran with it. But, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of, uh, you know, a Apex. I'm a fan of uh respawn and so it's like you know i think they do good work on there and you know maybe there's something there i mean i know that you know we're not looking at titanfall 3 right now because of the fact that they're so busy with apex and working on other stuff for ea at the moment but uh you know let us know out there if you are playing any battle royals what are you enjoying so uh, you have anything to add about that, Kev? I got a few more stuff to to uh, to speak on, but if you want to uh, respond to anything so far, please let me know. Go ahead. I, I I tried Fortnite for about five minutes when my wife's cousin spent spent a summer here, and I said that's the first and last time I'm going to play this game. 
<laughs> you were like, it's done. It's a wrap. I'm, like, I'm done. And he goes, oh, so great. You could be. I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. Yeah, I feel you. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, thanks, uh, Jason. That's Jason uh, Giltek on Twitter and Fred French uh, 2017 on Twitter. So, we're going to move over to Discord. And we had a pretty good, you know, uh, conversation on Discord. Uh, Willie D, uh, Discord member, says, uh, so far, free-to-play is just not for me. Uh, to which Gerald responded, uh, Gerald Ocon is a longtime listener, responds, same here, not interested in free-to-play. But then I probed them a little bit, and I said, uh, what is it about free-to-play games that's just not for for or doesn't interest you? And they came back. So Gerald basically says, Free-to-play games are usually bare bones. I like games uh, with storytelling. Western RPGs are my main bag, just my opinion. And Willie D kind of echoed that and said, you know, partly it's the game style, partly, as Gerald says, there are bare bones and lacking story slash depth. There are a few multiplayer games that I play, i.e. Battlefield. And then John BT, you know, BT, uh, says, um, you know, I agree with Gerald. I'm in it for the narrative. One fine, uh, one I'm fine with uh, free stuff that's dumb fun like Fall Guys or other random stuff, you know. But he basically, um, but he basically, uh, but he plays for the story and experience that's going to be missing from free to play games. Now, okay, so the one thing that that I had to add about that is there are free to play games out there that do focus on story. I do think that there are a lot of uh, free to play games and they and they get a I think that's that's one reason why we can't kind of rope them all together uh because I think there's various different genres of free to play games that and and they and it depends what they're offering to the player. Now if you're going to play um you know a battle royale type free to play game then no there's pr- not I don't believe there's a story for most of them and if there are please correct me if I'm wrong. I know I know Fortnite has a small kind of like story going in um, within the uh, the confines of of their narrative, but I don't think it's all that kind of like um, uh, uh, it's all that encompassing. Uh, and I have to say that like ESO has a pretty strong narrative. Granted, but that you can actually pay for a subscription with that. So is that truly free to play? I I would call I would call it truly free to play you know that you could buy subscriptions for so i would say yeah uh but those like eso has a pretty strong uh a pretty strong narrative as does um as does i was gonna say genshin impact um but their i think their story is there just just to kind of push push the gotcha system along and that's separate than actually playing it for the story and just having it be an actual free-to-play game now now i think the best example of a of a free-to-play game with, with a with a with a rich backstory and narrative is warframe and and just like joe was saying earlier it was because those developers basically said this is what we are going to do this is it you know and they built this beautiful you know luscious lore around this free-to-play model you know and i think that in and itself is is one of the best kind of um examples of of people who are putting in just as much care uh into 
you know, the the mechanics, the uh, the um, the gameplay, the story as a sixty dollar game, you know. Um, so while a lot of a lot of uh, free to play games don't offer that quote unquote quality, you know, full fledged story experience, there are some that do, and it's just spending the time to kind of find those and seeing, you know, if it if it's going to be good and not be completely convoluted with systems and having to buy level progressions and having to buy this to get further in and having to buy that to get to do every little thing you're being monetized, you know, you know, and I think, yeah. yeah so again, I, I think I'm just rambling on right now, but, but again, that's, that's why I think there is a place for free to play games in the market, but I just don't think, um, all of them are worth playing. And I guess that's true for any game in any genre, you know. Well, if you're going to find a game that has in of itself gameplay value to you and it is free to play on here, I mean, uh, we haven't even talked about other games in the space. I mean, besides the, uh, you know, Battle Royale type and or, you know, Genshin Impact that uh, you briefly mentioned ESO, but there's quite a few uh, MMORPGs out there like, you know, we played Neverwinter for a minute, but I know that's free to play. It's been free to play for a while. On here, Eve Online on game. PC. On here, Fantasy Star Online 2. Another game I've been meaning to get into is Path of Exile, and that is basically taking the formula from uh, Torchlight and Diablo and basically amping it up, <laughs> um, you know, by 10 times the thing with customization and, and craziness on there that uh, path of exile they're, they're still pushing forward and doing even a sequel uh dauntless which is a you know kind of a fortnite monster hunter clone that in of itself had enough uh, meat to it that we were playing it for a little bit on there monster hunter and came back and took its took its lunch money <laughs> pretty much yeah i mean it, it's 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 there for people that maybe don't want to get into the whole you know loot grind and the uh, weapon grinding that monster hunter kind of entails on there but i think it's good on the surface for what it is on there and of course genshin impact i know i think we're following some conversation in the uh, discord today that gerald's uh, gonna check it out today with his eight-year-old daughter on there and so yeah. she was playing it so i mean th that game has enough breath of the wild goodness in there even though i haven't been playing in the last few weeks but uh you know, it's something to where I think, you know, we're going to see in the space a little bit more of a wider breadth of titles than what we've seen before, where it's just strictly MMORPGs and or mobile games uh, that kind of snarl you in on there. But, uh, you know, I know, Des, if you had a PC, you'd probably be playing Star Wars The Old Republic, you know, because I know that is yeah. free to play. Yeah, I know you'd be, be all up in that. I would be. I would be definitely all in it. Um, but again, it just really, again, it just comes down to uh, what you're willing to do. And I, I'd be a fool if I didn't say that uh, we're probably going to see a lot more um, free-to-play type type stuff in the future. You know, they develop the game and then they, it, it and and it becomes this weird kind of, uh, I want to say games as a service model because that's slightly different, but but uh, people making these games and then you buy in for 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 however long you want. I mean, I think people are 
by people I mean gaming companies are trying to diversify their funding and 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 how they make their money. And I think um, free to play games are are one of those avenues that they're going to be that they're going to be looking at as viable options. So I do I do not for one iota believe that we are not going to be um, seeing more free to play games in the in the market space. I just I just don't think that we're this is this is not going to be the end of it. You know they're they're, they're here to stay. Yeah, MiHoYo basically made their investment in Genshin and back back within two weeks. You know, so exactly. So there their you development go. budget. I mean, and they are raking in the, you know, gotcha dough. And it's just because the fact the game's free to play. I mean, Genshin, in of itself, unless you're just trying to roll to get the like god tier characters if need be, you can just play that game at your leisure. You know, it's yeah. like. There's nothing telling you you have to spend any money in that game on there. I know after a certain point, I think it's hard to progress because you're looking to, uh, you know, get a certain uh, currency of some sort. I don't think me and Dez have gotten that far no, no, yet to get. No, the, get... Pre, the Primo Gems, no, you don't have to do. You can, it's funny, you can, they give you enough free characters to get through the story. It's just, it's just the problem with that game is, is there really isn't anything to do in the long term. Because if you speed run that game and do everything you can, there's nothing really to do. That's why the 1.1 update that's coming out with people were like begging for it because, you know, you're getting more people, you're getting more story because people, I don't know what happened, but people like that, that, that really put people like that when that game came, it just took a lot of people by storm. And so I think a lot of people and a lot of streamers just, just ran with it, 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 ran with it. And so, you know, they have to get these more, more levels on it in order to, to do more, you know? And I think that's, yeah. and that's the problem with some of these games is because if you got these people, you know, who are, who, who are just like not casuals, which is like, I'm a casual player, so I have time, you know, and I'm not trying to speed run it or get done with anything, but there's these people that just kind of like burn through stuff or burn through content. And it's like, well, I need more, I need more, I need more, you know, and it's just kind of, kind of, what's next you know what's um when is the new patches coming up and i think yeah. that was I one mean, of the things with eso you know was eso you know you know that's you I mean you're, you're still buying the same game over and over again but you can still play the base game for whatever you want so again it just depends you know? i've oh. seen a lot of complaints online about the resin on there because of the fact that it's a resource oh, later yeah. on where the resin's going to run out on that's there. a grind yeah, and it's like either you're gonna have to pay to play, or you're just gonna log to in and kind of have to wait. So if it's something you, you know, I almost in the way, I almost wish Genshin Impact had a fit, you know, sixty dollar price that there wasn't no gotcha involved because uh, I think you know just the game itself and the characters and the way it's designed and everything. Um, I something I, I think I'd be gladly willing to pay sixty bucks for and being willing to buy expansions a la Destiny or a la another game of that type on there if they want to so, do that model versus the free to play. So Yeah, I agree. Like I think I think that's one of those games that's just kind of up there. And I'd have been like, okay, this is what we're doing. Perfect. Let's do this. But they didn't choose that model. And that's fine. You yeah. know, we'll still be able to 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 play it at our leisure and have fun. So uh Kev, do you have anything else to add? Good night. I do have some, uh, my apologies for the the my lack of input on this. It's just that I just 
don't play free to play games. And no, the totally. few that I have played, the the closest I've come was Genshin Impact. I was really hoping that that would be able to grab me, but I th- I thought the combat was a little too. It was simple from the standpoint of what you did, but I found that trying to switching characters and try in order to try and compl- uh, create those high damage combos, particularly for like bosses, and I, I'll say boss because I only did the first dungeon, uh, was a little bit, uh, what's the word? Tedious? Not tedious, but it wasn't fluid. Okay. It wasn't fluid because I'm thinking, I'm I'm expecting this to be like like I said before, like what was that Devil May Cry three when Dante had three different fight styles, and it's just switching from one to the other was just so fluid, and it to me in Genshin that. Impact it was not it wasn't like that. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was a really great discussion, and I really want to say thank you again for people who turned out on Twitter, as well as people that came and spoke in our, uh, not spoke, but, you know, left messages in our Discord. Um, Again, at the end of the show, if you would like to join, uh, we will have information for you to join our Discord. So uh, the question for the next main event, which I think is a very interesting question, I thought it was fun. what dead consoles would you like to see return from the dead and get the PS5 slash Series X treatment, i.e. ray tracing, high-res graphics, and flops, just tons and tons of flops, right? And so I asked my 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 uh, my co-hosts uh, for names of, you know, various different dead, you know, dead consoles, and Joe was like, you know, Atari Jaguar, 3DO, Amiga 32, Atari Linux, or Lynx, sorry. Uh, TurboGrafx-16, I said Sega Dreamcast, Atari, uh, ColecoVision, uh, and this was kind of a thought of it. I thought of this basically because uh, Kevin backed um, the the Intellivision, you know, um, and that's a, a console, you know, that hasn't been around for a while, and now it's getting this kind of, like, overhaul, and they're bringing the stuff back, and 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 it's a real system. It's not for, like, I, I don't, when I see stuff like that, I don't think it's one of those cash grabs like the Nintendo Mini or the Super Nintendo, you know, Classic or those things. Like, I think this is an actual, like, system. So I was wondering, like, what systems, you know, from your youth or or, or whatever do you think should get that kind of treatment? Because I know a, a while ago, a couple years ago, Atari was trying to, trying to come back from the grave, but, you know, they had investors, but that it didn't really work well, or they weren't able to secure the funding um, or something to that effect. I know someone in the comments can definitely let me know. But I was wondering, you know, in a space that really only has three main players, three main players, you know, what other folks would you would you like to see? Like, I think I would love to see another, another Sega-type system, you know, super high-res, you know, Sega, Sega type system, but you know, some some things will, you're just kind of never probably going to get. But but I figured that'd be a really good, uh, really good conversation to have with folks, especially these old timers, you know, who've been around for forever. <laughs> so that's like trying to that's like asking a parent which is your favorite kid. No, not no, not, not that. It's just. I mean, I guess it'd be more so like 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 a parent if they had like a whole bunch of dead kids and they wanted to bring one dead kid back oh. from the grave. 
some very pet cemetery type stuff right there. <laughs> this is not the Halloween episode, so I'm sorry. Jeez. So grim, very grim. But that's it. That's our uh, that's our questions, you know. And of course, you can always contact us through our um, through our Discord or through Twitter. Uh, that that information for all that will be at the end of the show. So with that, I'll turn it back to you, Kev. Thank you for bringing that question to our listeners, Des. Our next topic on the docket is going to be the vessel line, and we got some feedback uh, from some of our listeners, so I'll go ahead and jump into that right quick. First up, congrats on 100. In the last episode, I think you guys made the case for console versus PC. Console is fire... Console is fire and for, and is fire and forget with less performance. PC allows for much higher performance, but at the cost of needing a deeper knowledge base and t- tinkering. For me, the difference is akin to buying a sports car and buying and leaving it stock versus modding and tuning the tuning a car. In the CPU market, AMD has sure made things more interesting. I'm looking forward to benchmarks, especially after the new Intel chip comes out in 2021 Q1. For now, I'm just going to stick with my overclocked i7 10 uh, i7 10K and RTX 3090, but I have reasons for doing so. After Q1, my opinion may change. Regarding the 3080 versus the 3090, Nvidia definitely marked the 3090 as a gaming card but the benchmarks really point at a card that is more suited for workstations and he provided a a a, a render of, of graphics of some benchmarks for that <clears throat> and to to that end i know for me i am when it's to, when i'm when i because i am going to eventually put a put a, a gaming rig together uh i think it's going to be i think it's going to be all amd this time around um i have an i7 in my current rig right now of course my graphics card is a 1070 uh which run does 1080p like nobody's business but i i it's amd just really impressed me with that GPU with their GPU announcement and their CPU announcement, third party third party testers are coming are coming through and they're saying, yeah, this this these next uh, Ryzen chips and this and the and their uh, uh, these new Radeon cards are just beast in it right now. And for the price to performance advantage that it's that it's going to have when I say advantage, I'm talking about matching what nvidia is doing you know they're not they're surpassing nvidia in some in a couple games but they are matching nvidia or the difference that nvidia has is not worth the price to performance that uh, that you're going to get i mean yeah you could probably say yeah i'm I'm, I'm getting five more additional frames in in battlefield you know Big, big whoop <laughs> you know that is that worth if that were is, is that difference worth you know however 50 100 and in the case of the highest end cards is that worth 500 dollars to you and to me it's not <laughs> but so the next section of of our feedback and this is all from this is all from uh, uh 
I don't, we don't. It's from Isaiah 6-8. It's all from Isaiah 6-8, right. I didn't see the name for these. So Isaiah's next email. Hi, all. As per usual, I enjoyed your most recent episode. I really like the diversity of opinions and thoughts. For what it's worth, in regards to free game upgrades, the architecture of consoles nowadays allows for coding on PC, x86, and then application to the console. In effect, console games are optimized PC games. That said, there are nuances beyond simple slider bar optimizations. But does that mean Gen X to Gen Y upgrades should, should cost more money? If the code from Gen X to Gen Y is the same, then really the work that goes into the upgrade is minuscule compared to, to the pro-consumer effect of a free upgrade. However, do I think gamers, as with much of society, live with horrendous false sense of entitlement? <laughs> Absolutely. I stand indifferent on this issue. And, you know, uh, oh, oh, secondly, there was, I had to scroll further down. Secondly, in a way, in a way, a subscription to EA sports games already exists, but so far only on PC. The service is called EA Play Pro, and if you are into EA games, including their sports games, then it's an absolute bargain. For $99 per year, you can download and play any of their games. You don't own them, but you get access to them. So, uh, well, let me throw this, let me throw this his second this section to you guys. Um, for I'll just give my brief uh, opinion on the upgrade. I'm I'm in agreement. You know, is it nice to have a free upgrade when you're moving from one generation to the next? Yes, it is. But am I expecting it? No. You know, developers got to be paid for the work, and if if it's something as in depth as say what uh insomniac's doing with spider-man then i have no problem paying that paying that extra money um and with each game it, it's up i i feel that just as it's up to the developer to decide whether or not they're going to ask for additional funds it is up to the consumer to make up their own mind as to whether that upgrade, said upgrade, is worth is worth the uh, cost of admission. So that's kind of how I feel about that. What do you guys think? Well, I have to agree with you 100%. You know, people got to get paid for what they're doing, and and they set the the price. You know, I think people, you know, forget that you know they they are they are a consumer. And they have the ability to vote with their wallets. And if you don't think it's fair, then you know, don't support it. You know? Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of back and forth with different games, like Control, of course. You know, you'd have to have the Ultimate Edition on PS4 or Xbox One to be able to upgrade to the PS5 uh, series version of Control, and you know, left a lot of people kind of uh, really dead in the dirt a little bit that the upgrade path was pushed away. Uh, from them because a lot of people bought that game on launch and bought the season pass and all this business and lo and behold even the game that me and des dabbled with uh, warhammer chaos bane's getting a next gen upgrade and there is no upgrade path on that thing whatsoever that thing's retailing for 60 bucks so um they could take that 60 bucks and cram it up their craw as far as what we played of uh, chaos bane 
Yeah. on there so it just it depends it's it's giving me the power back i mean it, a next gen upgrade is nice if they're gonna take the time to you know do the things that insomniac did with spider-man remastered then yeah it's like okay i i went ahead and i traded my copy of spider-man remastered in and you know god bless physical games because you know otherwise you know you, you do digital and this, you're basically stuck on there and was able to get Basically, the money to upgrade my copy of Miles Morales for free. Basically, it was almost only a couple bucks out of pocket for me to do that. So, so. nobody's saying if anything, that shows the power of buying physically. <laughs> yeah, know? for sure. Instead of yeah. digitally, because all those digital people are just straight out of luck, you know. But again, you know, is it a cash grab? Of course, these people are trying to get are trying to get money. But what do you think remasters are? You know, it's like if 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 you're getting you know if you're, if you're getting all hot and bothered and for a, for a new remaster of something, this is the same thing pretty much almost. I mean, no one griped about DMC five going the up, you know, basically having to buy the uh, definitive edition, the uh, Super Virgil Greatness edition for forty bucks. You know, so it's like you know, you know, you bother the. Uh, in OS upgrades from last gen to current gen, which we'll talk about the PS5 and news, um, you know, it's all built into the OS. So something like that, I shouldn't have to pay for. Uh, but if it's something to where the developer actually took the time other than to take a day to patch it, you know, <laughs> to be able to add a few odds and ends on there. I mean, what Xbox is doing is great to bring their games forward, but obviously they have a service called Games Pass that they want to be able to move this library of games from platform to platform and having all the bells and whistles. So they have motivation to do that and do that for free. You know, smart delivery shouldn't be expected with every game uh, coming out, you know. You know, unfortunately, you know, the Game Pass mentality has got us thinking that, you know, especially on the Xbox side of the fence that, I don't want to buy that day one. I'm going to wait for it to come to Games Pass. It's like that kind of attitude on that. So, you know, I right. I, I appreciate what is on Games Pass. You know, there was a game that uh, me and Desmond played for a hot minute called uh, Deep Rock Galactic that I know Chris, um, fellow co-host of GH Radio, was interested in. But I know he was, you know, basically not sure for the asking price. And, you know, with that Games Pass uh value proposition in the background you know you're gonna hedge your bets like playing the roulette <laughs> table saying if it's gonna eventually come or not and sometimes it hits sometimes it doesn't so uh, so That's exactly what it is yeah you know, just depends if that game's worth that price for you or not you know or whether you know if it's going to be curated on a list later and it's just a circle back to isaiah's um mentioning of the uh ea play pro on the pc yeah ea play pro is a little bit different than ea play that's on consoles because uh not only do you have access to all the ea games that are on uh ea play but you also have access to basically a curated additional games kind of like a, a games pass and or you know uh ubi play thing as well ubi plus whatever they call theirs but they um a lot of the similar games you kind of see on Games Pass and also with like Humble Bundles that these games are in there. You see a lot of like back and forth. Like, you know, I'm looking at EA uh, Play Pro on the PC and they have stuff like Sparklight, you know, Surge 1 and 2, 
you know, uh, aforementioned Chaos Bane, Bloodstained Ritual, The Night, a lot of the stuff that is already on Game Pass for console and PC as well. So, so it's there for the taking, especially if you like their sports games. And you know, you know, I know this kind of got mentioned because of the fact that we think that sports games should become games as a service versus um, being, you know, yearly releases. And the thing about sports games too, we got to kind of think about. They're paying so much with these rights, with these particular games. They need to come out with a yearly um, disc copy of these games. I know that NBA 2K 2K pays almost like I think a billion dollars in rights to the NBA for the uh, use of the NBA license with the 2K on there. So you know, it's 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 a lot of money. That's why you're going to see your ultimate Ooh. teams with FIFA and whatnot i just looked it up right now nba and nba players association agreed to a 1.1 billion licensing deal for the nba 2k series so 1.1 billion over seven years is what 2k is paying so so they're gonna extract that from their player base there's a and i mean and you know the thing that kind of that kind of sucks about that is that that just shuts down any hope of competition within the sports games arena. Yeah, Because sure. only the biggest developers are going to be able to pony up that kind of cash to get the license. You know? Especially with, you know, you got your 2K, NBA 2K, my team stuff, and then, you know, I, I listen to this other podcast, uh, both me and you, Kev, we listen to Dodcast, and I know... He, at least recently, was talking about the fact that he threw down like 400 bucks on NBA 2K and 21. And, uh, you know, he was talking about how his feelings and about, you know, he had an addictive personality and he was doing it. But he's kind of almost like in a cathartic type of way talking about what, you know, his experience with the game was so far and as far as that gotcha mechanic the gotcha and got him spending 400 bucks trying to put together his best basketball team ever and that's just look at fifa <laughs> you know it's the same thing yeah. yeah ultimate team yeah for sure that's why you're gonna see one with these rights that are being paid <laughs> they are not gonna forego and just have you pay a license every year you know it'd be a great thing in the perfect world but uh with the amount of sales that these games do get, um, and they're going to put it in a box, and they're going to charge up the wazoo. I mean, you figure with 2K21, you can't upgrade to the PS5 and or Xbox uh, series versions of the game without buying the Kobe edition, which is like a 100 buck edition on there. So, I mean, and it's just... <laughs> That's why, you know, unfortunately, you're not going to see where you're going to see three, four NBA games coming out from different, you know, game developers. That's why MLB is squarely in the PlayStation front. Uh, NBA is strictly a 2K for the most part. And uh, Madden pretty much has the NFL uh, game, you know, pretty much game all on lock for the most part. So I'm so glad I don't I don't mess with sports games anymore. Uh, it, it it seems almost like, you know, I guess maybe if that's all you play, then, you know, maybe you would begin, you know, I, I don't know. But it, there's, it's there's, just, me, there's a there's a ton of meat there for sure. And if you're yeah. into the sport, I mean, I'm surprised I haven't really dug into the show as much as I thought about doing. You know, it's like I kind of 
I buy it every year. I play it a little bit, but you know, it's like I'm better off playing. Spending four hundred bucks to put a dream team together—that's just—that's. Yeah, think about it. Think about it. Is he didn't get all the players he wanted? Like, you know, they got him. It's like, <laughs> like he spent two hundred bucks. He was talking about where he just uh, got null to null to nothing. He got garbage on there. So. And what's crazy about that is. Is that and that's not even a free to play game like like Genshin Impact. I mean, he literally spent sixty plus dollars just for the opportunity to try to do that. You know? Yeah, and there's so. other players that other people that play that game where they're not into those modes whatsoever. They're playing like the you know season mode or something. You know, they're not into any of the the money grab. Well, well people are willing to game. play, you know, and that's just yeah. that's the, that's the beauty of this stuff is some you know people can play what they want to play and. You know, live how they want to live, play how they want to play. See, the Adams family. Sorry. Yeah, like, there's uh, like like people hammer. People, <laughs> people playing like uh, MLB the Show, and like all they're doing is doing pulls from that particular mode, and and basically trying to get the best players. And people actually will watch that stuff on YouTube. You know, it's like it just feeds into that uh, gotta catch them all kind of feeling, unfortunately. So. Imagine if like uh, Nintendo did this with Pokemon, where you know you have to pay for like <laughs> Pokemon's to try oh, to catch. No, don't even say that. Ugh, you horrible, yeah, horrible man. I... Can you imagine that? Oh yeah, we got this. We got this shiny Snorlax, but you got to do it. Could you imagine Pokemon? You know, the way they kind of did that grab? with the C- CCG in a way. You know, kind of, kinda, yeah. yeah. Kind of, you know, it's, it's it is what it is, but you know. Well, we got we don't talk way about off. that. We kind of got way off subject. Yeah, sorry about that. Bringing it back to the uh, to the vessel line. Sorry, Kev. It's all good. It's all good. But uh, shout out to Isaiah six eight for those two yes uh, feedbacks. Thank you. It'd be generating some good discussion. So our next topic on the docket is going to be the news. So Trader Joe, we're passing the mic back to you, my friend. What's been going right. on in the gaming industry? Well, I got some things kind of to cover a little bit. Uh, I'm going to handle news this episode since you two um, have been very involved with the past two segments on here. Um, first on the docket, if you had, didn't know, uh, Bioware has announced on this past Saturday that Mass Effect Legendary Edition is finally... Uh, revealed on here it's long since rumored it's been rumored for a year and a day on this thing that they have confirmed that uh, they are releasing mass effect legendary edition so legendary edition will include all single single player base content and dlc for mass effect one two and three plus promo weapons armors and packs they're all going to be remastered and optimized for uh ding 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 desmond 4K Ultra HD on here. So it will be available in spring of 2021 for Xbox One, PS4, and PC with forward compatibility and targeted enhancements on the Series X and the PS5 on there. So. It, that's all fine and dandy and all that, but I tried playing the original Mass Effect and it is just its control scheme is just so like antiquated like i really do, just do not want it to like please please do something different with its with its um with this control scheme it is just 
Yeah. I'm thinking of, of all the games in that collection, Mass Effect 1 is probably be going to be the one that gets the most love, I'm hoping at least. So, so the second um, one was so good, though. Mass Effect 2, like, that's, in my opinion, that was the best game. You know, I didn't, although I can't really say much, I didn't really play 3. I was kind of done after 2, but, you know, and, but, like, 2 was just fantastic. I, mm. first one, I tried, again, I tried to play them, uh, when when I was really into Xbox for a minute there, I tried to play it and I was just like, you know, oof, this is it was good. It was good. That second one this is so good. Now another thing to mention is that the legendary edition for Mass Effect is not going coming to the Nintendo Switch on there. So so no Switch love for from EA and from Bioware for Mass Effect, even though since they ran on the prior gen consoles, you could probably shoehorn uh, that game or the the series of games onto the Switch, but there's no yeah. Switch versions. That's kind of weird, know. though. Mm. Uh, they might not want to, you know, do the work. You know, who knows? Maybe that kind of mm. tells you that maybe a Switch Pro is in the mix on here. Or they might want to do it later or some other time, you know, and see how yeah. it does before they before they spend the money on. I'm putting it or putting it on the switch. I mean, it might seems... be too that they're going to wait for this edition to come out and then get those switch port houses. Like there's certain developers that all they do is switch ports on here. They're, you know, the same companies that have done like the, all the 2k remasters, like the borderlands XCOM, And, you know, as far as by the Bioshock uh, collection for switch, you know, they could decide to do the whole, uh, uh, cloud uh, gaming on the Switch too, like Control is currently doing you know, for the Switch as well on there to try to shoehorn that game on on there. But I'd be really curious once uh, you know once a new game, uh, new Switch possibly comes out to see where that occurs. There. But uh, All right, no, George, no, I think you're onto something. Who knows? Who knows? I'm gonna put put on my my uh, Swami hat from Saturday Night Live, not Saturday Night Live, but uh, Tonight Show. So wow, you are old. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yikes, Johnny Carson stuff. You know it. Uh, Would you believe Mass Effect? Uh, yeah, for me, this collection, I have I dabbled with Mass Effect One. I have not played Two, Three, or Andromeda. I was almost thinking about playing Andromeda just because I have so no like, kind of basis with the series. It's so good. I know people talk shit about the game, but it's so good. I, just, they probably, I enjoyed they that probably, game so much. They, yeah, they probably patched it to enough to where that Uncanny Valley effect at the beginning of the release of that game and all the shit that was talked <laughs> about is uh, probably long since gone on there. I mean, literally, that game is you could go get for three, four bucks. It's <laughs> so I, worth it at that price. It is just so good. Yeah, I, I have a Xbox One and also a PS4 version of that game. And literally, I think I bought the Xbox One version sitting at the GameStop for three ninety nine. I mean, that's so, so that's, good. Like I played I, that beginning, beginning to the end. Played all, like I, I, I think I almost one hundred percented that game. Oof, so good. Anyway, whatever. Any, any love for Mass Effect, Kev, or is like this is the one series that you're kind of like, eh. You know, I tried Mass Effect One, and and I when I ran into uh, an alien that looked like Jackal Man with an English accent, I said, "I'm done. I I, I can't do it. You got you got you got 
jackal man looking dudes with English. I, I, I can't do this. So I, <laughs> now my my homie Damon tried to get me into two into, into Mass Effect two, but I don't know. It's it, I am just not interested in what Mass Effect has been putting out there. I understand it's. You know, people have called it the Star Wars for video games or the Dune for video games. I get that. I know there's a lot of story, a lot of lore attached to it, but I just could not rock with that series. There's a lot of uh, alien romancing in that game, in that series yeah. as well. Yeah, so and people a... get a little <laughs> too, too connected to that, in my opinion. Yeah. Man, I, did you see Laurel's... Booty, or it's like okay, you do now that now the person who may have modeled that character may exist, but this is not a real person. Y'all do understand that, right? Yeah, some of these folks get a little too into the uh, like Showtime After Dark kind of stuff, you know? It's like, yeah, I'm like, you know, it's like, you know, this is. No, I hear, I hear you, Kev. I hear you. <laughs> well, we'll see when that comes out in spring. And also, they, they talked about as well that they are working on the next Mass Effect. They do have an uh, experienced team within Bioware that is working on that at the moment. Yeah, so. I, I, Andromeda 2, I, Electric Boogaloo, I'm so here for it. I'll, I, I'll, play, I'll play the next one. You know? Crap Walk 2. <laughs> What's that? Crab walk too. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but I, I don't know. It was just so good, so good, Ugh, so good. Right. I know, I'm, oh. I know, I'm being silly, but like, that I know I'm, I'm a, I'm an outlier, but I just enjoyed the hell out of that game. But it's oh, well. wrong. yeah, no hell. I mean, listeners, go out there, and if you haven't played Mass Effect and Dramana, go throw down your four bucks and go buy it from GameStop or something. You know, you said four bucks, so cheap. Four bucks. So cheap. I know. Uh, you know, Desmond, you got hundreds of hours of value out of the game, right? <laughs> At least a hundred. I so. did. Like, I was. What's so hilarious was I was like, after that game was over, I like seriously didn't want to play another game for a while. I was like, I was just so like, I was just so emotionally raw after that game. <laughs> Shut up, Desmond. Looking right now, four ninety nine at that game stuff right now. Four ninety nine out of your mind. Cheap. It is cheap. It's it well worth cheap. it. Every penny, every penny is worth it. All right, next news story. I was pleasantly surprised. The embargo had lifted on the PlayStation Five um, news as far as you know, digging into the OS, digging into other things. But the thing I want to talk about specifically is the PS5 back compat. You know, unfortunately, uh, Sony kind of played their cards close to their chest. And, you know, at the beginning when you got the road to PS5 with Mark Cerny talking about top 100 games and all the confusion from all the Xbox that even on the other show I'm on, I still gotten, uh, you know, confusion. Oh, is it just the top 100? No! Eric Bouchard, it's not the top 100. It's the whole plethora of PlayStation 4 games available on PlayStation 5. So it's like there's a lot of confusion uh, in the mix with this stuff. And, you know, finally we get the kind of the tear the curtain down on this. You know, I think a few weeks ago we got a list of like 10 games 
that is not back compat, including stuff like Afro Samurai 2, like the uh, dregs of the dregs of the PS4 back catalog. Uh, there was a news story that Ubisoft said that there was a certain amount of games not backwards compatible, and we'll get into that in a minute. But then, you know, of course, yet again, mentioned on other podcasts and people talking about, oh, Sony's not revealing all of their games that are not backwards compatible. This is a PR loss. They need to get a PR gain for their new system coming up. I got your PR gain right here, uh, sucka. <laughs> your PR gain basically is that back compat is running at a great fidelity uh, with most or all the games on there. Um, and if you go refer to Digital Foundry with their YouTube video, and then there's other footage I've been kind of following all throughout this past weekend on there, um, showing that there's basically uh, performance gains. Any game that supports like an unlocked frame rate and or a PS4 Pro edition of some sort, meaning playing the game above a 1080p, um, resolution basically is running at uh, 4K 60 frames a second on there. And some of the games, it's looking quite amazing transformation on there, even with dregs of the dregs. You're talking about games that just ran like other incomplete crap, like uh, Disaster Report 4, uh, which is a game from uh, published by NIS America that was noted as being a a uh, really poorly optimized game, if need be, running uh, 4K 60 frames. I know I can't wait to fire up some EDF5 and, you know, maybe take on some, you know, uh, hectares and some giant-ass frogs to see as far as if the frame drops are going to happen. Because if I could play EDF5 uh, uh, locked 60 you know, frames a second at 4K, I think it might be trans you know, transformative in a way. Um, also, a few people, Digital Foundry was showing Assassin's Creed Unity. Uh, I know that there was a patch later on, I think the 1.03 patch, that locked it at a six, uh, 30 frames a second mode to kind of stabilize that game, because that game came out hot and like a big steaming piece of crap, basically, <laughs> back in the day on there. And um, if you run it without running the updates, you can get a close to 60 frames a second 4K resolution on that game. You know, basically with that game, Ubisoft kind of overshot their shot and was developing for benchmarks for the next gen that was like clearly above and beyond what the actual generation could support. That's why that game wound up uh, being a hot mess when it first came out on there. And also, too, I was kind of following too about The Last Guardian because that's another game where, you know, uh, the creator of Ico Shadow of Colossus, his games always has run uh, poorly. You know, think of Shadow of Colossus on the PS2, how uh, 15 frames a second, 20 frames a second that game ran on there. But The Last Guardian, when it first came out, basically um, wasn't optimized well. But uh, the thing about that game as well, is that the initial disc version of the game um, runs at an unlocked frame rate. So if you happen not to upgrade the version to the 1.3 version of Last Guardian, you are able to play Last Guardian at 4K 60 frames. So, so just excited to see. Um, there's also a couple games that have additions uh, as far as um, patches for 
the PS5, and that's going to include the Days Gone and the Ghost of Tsushima on there. They're all running both at 60 frames a second on there. And they had to patch that in because I believe the uh, PS4 Pro version ran at a locked 30. So Sony Ben went in there and made sure that that was taken care of on there. So we're you know kind of seeing once the system comes out, uh, a lot of these old games are going to get new life. Um, Sekiro, you know, Kevin, you one of your faves, is running out of 4K 60 frames a second. Uh, Dark Souls 3 locked uh, 1080p 60 on there. So games like Just Cause 3 that ran like crap when they first came out, uh, running at uh, 1080p 30 frames a second, but locked 30 frames a second. So, so just after seeing this and after seeing the competition <laughs> talking about how deep their back compat was and whatnot. Uh, just it seems like, you know, in a way, glorious retribution for my back catalog of games to play on my PlayStation 5, four on PlayStation 5. So, so yeah, I kind of spoke from like Moses from the Mount about this. Do any of you two have anything to add about <laughs> all this business? I think it's good. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's I, great. great. You know, uh, I'm glad that that the PlayStation 4 library is going to be able to move forward into the PS5 generation. I, I think that's that's all fine and dandy. But it's like I said before. Yeah, I know you're not. I don't buy new consoles to play old games. I, I I just don't. And if I had to, if I have to, in order to get in order to get Miles Morales. I got to sacrifice what my, you know, the games that I had on PS4, if that's the requirement, and I'll just hold on to my pro. That's just, that's just the way I look. That's just the way I look at it. Is it great that I'm going to be able to trade in my pro when I get around to getting the PS5? Absolutely. That's fantastic. All the stuff is going to work. Fantastic. Kudos. Great job. But if, that means if I gotta give up back compat in order to play uh Horizon uh Horizon Zero Dawn two, oh well, I'll hold on to the pro. Well, you'll probably be able to get it on your PC at some point, so Yeah, that too. That that yeah, that too. So there might be hope just yet. Any thoughts, Des? I know I know you are the low res des but i think you could probably tell uh, a performance difference if need be yeah i mean i think it's great you know I, I think you know um i think that it's awesome because i think i think it's smart like they know that their folks you know have these have these games um uh have these games uh on disc mostly you know so it's like it adds more value to the um to the system i think that's great Again, uh, but I'm, I mean, Kevin, I think Kevin is right, though. I don't, we don't buy it. We don't buy these games or these systems to play old games. And it's, and it's, and it's great to be able to have that, you know, that way you, you're just not losing out on those games and that value, that, that value that people want so badly, you know, it speaks to that. And I think that's great. You know, I, I 100%, you know, think it's marvelous, but. I'm just excited because, you know, I'm just be able to move my catalog forward, basically. So yeah. I have one one box. I get to play all the 
best PlayStation 5 games to have to offer. And if I want to fire up and play something like, you know, Wreckfest or something where it's going to run at a better fidelity. And it's almost like I feel like I'm getting it, like if I bought a new PC and running all my back, all my prior like PC games on my new rig and super the greatest mode. It just it has that same feeling to me. So that's great. No, I, I don't blame you. And it feels great to be able to do that. All right, and let's transition into what we referred to earlier in the episode. In fact, before I do that, I mentioned the fact that uh, there was Ubisoft games that were like on a not not backwards compatible list. And I promised to circle back to that. So there is a list of about, let's say, over 100 games, maybe 150 games on there. Uh, Assassin's Creed, like Syndicate's part of it. Assassin's Creed Origins, all the three uh, side-scrolling uh, 2D Assassin's Creed games. I know Black Ops, I think, 4 is on the list on there. There's certain games uh, that uh, basically, according to Sony, run with uh, possible graphical defects and or glitches on there. I know Digital Foundry kind of cut touched upon a little bit that they weren't able to tell with some of these games. I know Sleeping Dogs is one of them as well. I know a lot of people were like, oh my god, what happens? The graphical glitches might especially on the VR titles, you know, might might cause headaches or something. It's not that serious, folks, on there. So, um, these games are still going to run. I'm just not sure as far as what the effects that are going to be with these particular titles. So I just want to circle back to that to mention that, that the, the uh, you know, rumored you know, glitches is probably not as... Um, as bad as what people might have thought. There is a particular um, particular message that shows when you pop those games in or fire those games up on there to say that you know there might be some sort of compatibility issues, but the games will still run on that. So, I mean, I wasn't I didn't, hadn't heard anything about it being like, oh my god, your eyes are gonna bleed or anything. But I mean, whatever. <laughs> I mean, oh, you know, I, I'm not going to say anymore. You know, if if you're a listener of GH Radio, we did talk about this a little bit, a last episode on there. So it just kind of sets the record straight then from there. So, all right, next thing on the docket is talking about Warframe. Since we're talking about PlayStation Five, Warframe is coming to the PlayStation Five and also to uh, the Series X on there so and basically what they're doing with the next gen versions of the game is that they're going to have faster load times dynamic lighting gameplay up to 4k and 60 frames a second uh, for the playstation 5 sided defense they'll support the dual sense controllers adaptive triggers and haptic feedback on there and for ps4 players you could transfer your progress over to the ps5 version on there and and just in case if uh, like someone like say uh particular host on this podcast is not going to make the jump right away you can cross play between the ps4 and ps5 versions of the game on there so on there and then also too they have a new content coming to warframe then they're bringing a new expansion uh, this month called demios arcana on there so the expansion will include new mechs and other updates that will be announced closer to launch on there and digital extremes also mentions that there's going to be a new war coming to the game at a later date on there so so i think it's uh spooky they're gonna get rocking and rolling with warframe on there so if you know we talked about free-to-play games earlier in the episode this is uh i would say if you're going to try one free-to-play game 
play Warframe. Check it out. So I would co-sign that 100%. For sure. On that, even if you're on the Xbox side of the fence, I know that Digital Extremes is going to support with the same content on the series consoles. So and definitely take a look at that on there. Now, keeping on the PS5 tip on here, there has been a mention about um, backing your PS5 games on an external hard drive on there. So right now, as a stand, Sony did state because people are discovering with the Xbox Series S and X, you're able to use an external hard drive to store some of your Xbox Series games uh, and then bring them over because of the fact that the hard drive, the solid-state drive on your Series consoles are is quite small, especially on the Series S on there. Unfortunately, with the PlayStation 5 right now, you're not able to back up any of your PS5 games on an external hard drive meaning that you know if you want to just keep keep your game on an external hard drive like if it's in the fridge and then transfer it over when you want to play it you're going to have to re-download that game from the cloud or from the internet at the moment sony did state that they are going to be working in a future update to be able to back up a ps5 game onto an external drive you know and it's never going to be because of the um, fast speed of the ssd of the system you're not going to be able to boot the games from an external hard drive. They're, they're working right now to get a compatible compatibility list for the internal SSD upgrade uh, on there for the NVMe um, memory on there. And I know that's probably going to be something where you're just going to have to deal with it, clean your fridge out, and or re-download games if need be, if you do happen to fill that bad boy up, especially if you're a Black Ops player. And going to be playing Black Black Ops Cold War. That uh, game comes at a hefty megabyte price, unfortunately. So that just means don't play Call of Duty. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of saddened by that. Like, I was really hoping that that they would have that kind of already set in motion or have something like ready to go for that because like these games are getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and so. I don't know. I mean, they're maybe they're thinking about cutting costs or thinking that it wasn't anything that was necessary at the time. But you know, I just you know, think that. And, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you know, in a way, I mean, these OS systems are indeed a work in progress. I mean, I think the last gen when Xbox One initially came out, they didn't have parties for God's sake. So. Oh no, no, I I know this is all, and I know this is all, you know, stuff that's just going to, you know, it's it's all new territory that they're that they're trying to do, and they're trying to, you know, make their money and get and get these consoles out. So like, I don't, you know, I'm not like it's not a deal breaker by any means. Oh, it's just, for sure, no, not at all. It's just like oh, it's it's one of those kind of quality of life things that you would have loved to have seen, but because it's not there, like, am I never gonna buy this or touch it again? Oh, I think that's silly, but. It's inconvenience, you know. Yeah, yeah, I would have loved to it, but but again, I'd rather have this inconvenience, you know, this smaller inconvenience, than, than not have a system. So, yeah, yeah that's, that's my take on it. Good deal. Any thoughts, Kev, about that business, or you know, you wait till you get your PS5 and kind of handle it from there. This is linked to the SSD compatibility list, myself. Um. I think there might be some type because from what I understand the goal here is is once they get that co- that compatibility list the SSD has to be 
as fast or faster than the one that's on the on the chip on the on the die on the on the. Oh yeah, that, that's nothing to do. This is just the fact that uh, you can't basically back up. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I I understand that, but yeah. I'm thinking that there might be some type of OS link or OS yeah. built-in limiter that is saying, "Wait a minute, let's make sure that." We that we as we pulled this this stuff from now you know I'm not a hardware developer I don't know maybe maybe it's something that they're still trying to figure out I have no idea but it sounds to me like it because we still don't know what SSDs are going to be internally compatible with the one on the chip that they've got to make sure that all that stuff works what happens when you transfer your ex, the your external uh, PS5 loaded game onto a western digital or a seagate or you know there's a whole lot of variables that need to be tested and tried out before they put that list out because you're talking uh what could very well be at least in the introductory phase a substantial additional investment that you're going to be making is you're going to make sure all that stuff works so i'm i'm thinking that it's all linked to that uh First and first and foremost, uh, making it could sure be. that, that compatibility list be. is going to work. Because that... even there, there's there's differences. There's hardware. There's hardware differences. You know, uh, I mean, could could Sony have gone the gone the proprietary? They've gone the proprietary route before. Could they have gone the proprietary route and said, "This is the SSD that you're going to need for it for, if you want to have internal additional storage." They could have. But I think the uh, the 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 Vita the, the Vita sting uh, they're still pulling you know I don't think they want to pull that stinger out of their out of their butt again. <laughs> For and sure. it's it's always easier to give people the choice to choose what uh, to have their storage options available you know pick from a wide market of available options and. I think that's why I think that might be why we don't have it yet. And we'll see. I know they said they're working on it, so we'll yeah. have to see in the months to come on here. Hopefully it's sooner than later. And speaking of stuff that they are working on, Insomniac Games announced earlier today, and this was news to me until twenty minutes ago when I caught it. Um, they have listened to the kind of groaning and moaning out there on the interwebs and in an upcoming update to Spider-Man PS4, they are giving you the ability to be able to export your save to Marvel Spider-Man Remastered on there. So the update will also uh, add the three new suits from Remastered to the PS4 game as well. So just in case, if you decide to just keep playing the PS4 game, uh, you'll be able to get the three additional suits on there. And you should expect to see this update around Thanksgiving on there so there's a lot of back and forth i know right now still you cannot buy spider-man remastered by itself you do have to buy the miles morales ultimate edition to be able to do that on your ps5 on there but at least they allowed for you to be able to bring your progress over if need be if you didn't want to play from the beginning on the ps5 on there so that's so win, nice win for the internets win for the people out there i think they're listening to their audience so is that a pr win uh or no. pr recovery <laughs> recovery i should say that yeah it um, sounds better because honestly to tell you the truth i was looking forward to like i'm looking forward to playing it over again like Spider was a great game <laughs> you know, it was an amazing game so i am 
actually looking forward to playing it again. So that's just me, maybe, but I'm just like, yeah. So, but I think it's great. You know, I think it's great. Um, you know, so yeah. And last but not least, because we're just talking all about the PS5, it seems like. Um, one last thing dropped uh, yesterday night that kind of caught my eye, too, on here. But uh, they are doing one thing with the PS4 that showed up. And basically, if you enable sh uh, PS Remote Play, you're going to see a PS5 Remote Play icon on your PS4. So. Basically, if you want to use your PlayStation 4, just in case you're keeping it on here, you could set it in another room in the house and basically use remote play to be able to play your PS5 games on your PS4 and another area of the house on there. So you're able to go in and, and utilize that. So it offers up to a 1080p stream from your new console to your existing one on there. And um, basically, it's something to where if, if, you know, you have your PS5 in the living room and, you know, your uh, significant other's watching TV or something and you want to play some games, you can set up your PS4 in another room in the house, take your DualSense controller with you if it's a game that utilizes the DualSense capabilities on there and fire it up on your PS4 and have at it on there. So you could also do this uh, also from your PC or mobile device as well, but uh, the PS4 can at access other consoles via remote play too on there. So I think that's just another benefit uh, just in case if you do want to keep your PS4 around, like, you know, play some of your back catalog games and, uh, you know, fire up some PS5 if need be, if you want to do it that way. So any thoughts, gentlemen? It's pretty cool. Yeah. Remote play. I definitely wasn't expecting it. I mean, I mean, I'm not surprised by it, but I wasn't expecting it. Because weren't you able to do that with the Vita? Yeah, you're able to do that with the Vita as well, yeah. So, yeah. And they, they have remote play on the PC, too. They've had it for quite a bit of time. You know, the thing about Sony, what I wish they would do more is that, you know, the competition talks about, you know, smart delivery trademark, you know, velocity architecture trademark, you know, it's all, all this stuff. Uh, they take their uh, little system OS things and they make a big deal out of it, maybe because they have nothing else to make a big deal out of, but, you know, <laughs> I wish they would promote their um, OS more. I wish they would promote their features more because I think they have a lot to kind of talk about. Kind of the same thing with PlayStation Now. They could be talking about that up to the hilt, but no one seems to know that PlayStation Now exists. So, you know, I think Sony needs to do a better job on there. I think they need to look at their competition, maybe not be as enthusiastic as the competition, AA, AKA Aaron Greenberg and the the ilk on there, but uh, you know, they probably need to, you know, let people know what's what's there a little bit more. What do you guys think? Maybe it's time maybe they need to re envision what 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 PS Now is and and find a way to remessage that because here's the thing, um, they've they're on record saying that the Game Pass model is not fe is not feasible for them, and thank heavens that they said that because I ain't trying to play, you know, 88 versions of Grounded, I I, I don't want that. And the bottom line is that if you're used to, I think if you're used to PlayStation exclusives being what they have been, 
you're not the game pass model is not profitable for you spending tens to hundreds of millions of dollars on a game and then put it out on a service that that can be had for next to nothing that said i think ps now could be recommissioned or reconditioned as you know maybe you know an indie an indie service as maybe a place that you may want to go to for your single a or double a games like you know what if you could get the next you know they're offering the next you know earth defense force on playstation now as part of your 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 playstation plus subscription and it would just be like a um kind of like a, a a holding area for single a double a games uh the the way that you would uh you know maybe run your ps1 to ps3 titles in the future because we do know that there there there's going to be that logic uh that logic is embedded onto the onto the chipset um so i think there are some ways that they can maybe repurpose what playstation now is um but you know i i don't want another i don't need another game pass you know uh Game Pass for what Microsoft is doing, you know, is is they're they're still trying to draw profit from that, particularly after that billion dollar uh, uh what was it uh, the acquisition the acquisition seven billion. for oh seven billion yeah yeah seven billion dollar acquisition of uh, Zenimax, so you know they've got their own they've they've got their own way of doing things i just need Sony to focus on what has brought them to the dance which is high quality uh high tier games and yeah i don't want that to go anywhere you know, anytime I don't want soon that to change and they have to be careful because their their fan base is going to let them know we ain't trying to get get grounded up in here and so there is a way that they need to be there's a way that they need to 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 message that because they don't I don't think they really want to give the impression that they're trying to be games pass. So I'd rather have them be subdued and maybe mute on some of these services and focus on the games that you know that they want you to go out and buy as opposed to harping on the services 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 yeah or what i would consider subpar content yeah well i think they need to hype up their os a little bit more too that's one thing so Mm -hmm. you know the remote plays um playstation now my thing about it they could definitely like you know put games like gravity rush and gravity rush 2 which is probably already on the service but you know, it screams to me that there's some stuff in the back catalog, you know, if they really want to, like, you know, put some indie titles day and date like Microsoft's doing. I think that's that would be a great thing. It'd be kind of just add another avenue for people to play their games and for these indie publishers to get kind of the support that they need uh, with day and one purchases that I know some indie developers really have sung the praises of games pass because they're getting paid every every download you know they're getting paid every time someone downloads their game and you know just like a eager you know bringing out a, a new dish at the buffet they're going to be all digging at the you know whatever's up at, at the hot 
the hot plate, you know, as far as what's being spooned out, if need be. I, I mean, I could imagine where they could bring like a everybody's golf, like you know, bringing out some new courses on there too. I could see where you could bring some like you know games as a service, you know, like uh, think about like you know supporting like hot shots with n- new courses, like I mentioned, uh, going back and maybe getting like a hot shots tennis type of game, you know, uh, new DLC for gravity rush, you know, in the medieval, you think about all the games in Sony's back catalog, you know, maybe even work on a SOCOM reboot, like kind of like a, not a full, you know, triple a experience, but enough to get people into the mix if need yeah. be. So. Yeah. Yeah. Like games like, you know, concrete genie and puppeteer and, you know, yeah. That- that service, you know, PlayStation now would be a great place to showcase those those kind of games. Yeah, curate all that stuff, yeah. you know. Yeah. And to me, it's, you know, the stuff like, you know, even though I don't think it fits, like Predator Hunting Grounds, where, you know, you're looking at more a multiplayer-focused game where, you know, people with a few might be able to fire that bad boy up and have at it, you know. So I think that would work perfect, so. All right, so that concludes the news for tonight, gentlemen. Appreciate all this PS5 focusness. We'll talk about PS5 more next week. So, good, sounds good. So, contact you can reach our show at gamingvessels at gmail.com. That's where you're going to want to send your email if you've heard something that you'd like to comment about, would like to be on our show and get your viewpoints on this wonderful hobby of gaming out to our listeners, or like to, you know, respond to anything that you may have heard. Uh, we we would love to have you on and, and, and interview you and get your opinions out there. And the way you would do that, as I said, is sending an email to gamingvessels at gmail.com. Individually, we have our social media accounts on on Twitter. I am at shownuff71. That's S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number 71. On PlayStation Network, I am shownuff7. Same spelling with the number 7. Xbox Live, I'm Shonuff071, same spelling with 071. And on Steam, I am Shonuff71, same spelling as originally. So, Trader Joe, where can folks get a hold of you at? All right. On Twitter, I am at Joe Fungul, J O E F O N G U L. On PSN and also on steam i am under the username kamunagara that's k-a-m-u-n-a-g-a-r-a xbox and you play i'm kamunagara same spelling k-a-m-u-n-a-g-a-r-a 6995 and with nintendo you could add me as a friend my friend code is going to be 4712-5953-1409 make sure you check that that friend code i've been firing up my switch Cool. Um, I'm I'm down with the Nintendo lineup of beautiful RPGs. It's all good. So. Yeah, they have a lot of good RPGs. But and for where me, you at? Oh, what was that, Kev? Sorry, you kind of cut I'm out a bit. Just asking, where can they get a hold of you at, Des? Oh yeah, you can get a hold of me at uh, PSN and uh, Xbox Live, uh, Nemo Tigger, N E M O T G G R. Or you can catch me on Twitter at the Nemo Six. That's T H E N E M O S I X. And of course, I want I would be uh, not a good host if I didn't mention again our 
our Discord server. We've got, it's been popping off lately, so we've got a lot of good conversation, a lot of good discussion. Uh, also, how you get an additional entry, you know, get get the two for one for uh, joining our Discord server there. So definitely want to I'd be remiss if I did not uh, direct you toward our Discord server. There's no, you know, pending uh, mod approval or anything. You just jump in and have fun. So definitely want to share, shed additional light to our Discord community that we're trying to build up. So that's going to bring episode 103 to a close for this week. And I want to thank everyone for hanging in there, listening to us and enjoying our show. For Des the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. High Res Hater. I res hater, low res des. Hey, 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 hey. And for Trader Joe, aka the Food Max of Gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar. I'm Shonuff71, saying we'll be back next week with a new show. Peace. <laughs>